Hey guys, today I am so excited to introduce you to Brenda Cadman. She is a verified Canva expert and she knows everything you could know about Canva, which as you guys know is such an important part of running your own online business, especially when it comes to your marketing. Everything we do inside of the marketing arm of our business is, is probably going to require graphics at some point. And as you evolve with your business, as you're moving from maybe beginner, done for you service provider, to maybe a more established business where you're offering VIP days and you're really putting out more content, you're going to want your graphics to reflect that evolution of your business. And so today's episode is really gonna walk you through some tips and tricks on how to use Canva, make it look like a graphic designer has actually been inside your business, even if you DIY'd it, and how to manage this sometimes overwhelming platform that so many of us use. So stick around, let's get started with Brenda. And if you have any questions, go ahead and go check her out over on Instagram or inside of her Facebook group. She is a fantastic resource for you. All right, let's get started. Hey y'all, welcome to the Soulful Marketing Mama podcast, where you can learn how to build real life marketing strategies, community inside your business, and stay true to what matters most to you. Do you want to build your business without spinning your marketing wheels and selling your soul to the algorithm? Do you want to raise your little ones while creating impact and income? Well, you're in the right place. Who says we can't have it all? Hey, I'm Genevieve, wife, mama, and oh yeah, I happen to run my own online marketing and PR agency from home. I help solo entrepreneurs build amazing marketing strategies so that they can scale their business while living their life offline too. If you're ready to light up your soul in both life and business, grab a coffee, Diet Coke, or glass of wine, and let's chat all things marketing, motherhood, and entrepreneurship here on the Soulful Marketing Mama podcast. All right, everyone. I am so excited to welcome our guest today here on the Soulful Marketing Mama podcast. I have Brenda Cadman with us today, and she is a Canva verified expert from Prince Edward Island, Canada. She knows everything you could know about Canva, which is... <laughs> as you guys know, is such a huge component of being a service provider. And so I wanted to bring her on today to really talk to you guys about how to utilize this Canva platform. Um, Brenda has spent more than two decades supporting business owners with their website development. And now she actually teaches entrepreneurs how to use Canva more effectively. So Brenda, do you want to give us a quick introduction into yourself and kind of just your journey to entrepreneurship and becoming a Canva verified expert? Sure. Um, I wasn't a willing entrepreneur. <laughs> How about we start there? <laughs> I, um, I ended up in entrepreneurship because I had a hand injury and suddenly my you know, my life as an administrative assistant office manager came to an abrupt end because I could not use my hand to 
write things down and to, you know, book the travel arrangements or over, you know, all the things you need to do when you're running an office space. So I took, I took a break and started trying to figure out, okay, what am I going to do instead? And, you know, I dabbled in, I had started in website development on a part-time side hustle kind of basis a few years prior to that and tried it tried on a few different things, tried uh, becoming a professional organizer for a period of time. And then through the years, just found myself in a partnership and ended up owning, co-owning a website marketing and development agency. And then went out back on my own again in 2013, specifically focused on website development. And what I found is I had a, uh, a wonderful designer who had been creating all of my social media content, most of my marketing assets. And then she ended up wanting to leave the freelance world and going back to a paid job, which meant I was out suddenly out of a graphic designer. And I decided, this was back in 2014, decided I'm going to try out this Canva program while I'm trying to find a replacement graphic designer and quite liked the platform and how I could create social content myself. I mean, let's be honest, 2014 Canva could not hold a candle to 2022 Canva. It was a much simpler platform, (laughs) nowhere near the features, the bells and whistles of what we have now. But it was just a really, you know, it was the start of realizing that while I was still going to invest in a graphic designer for the really important stuff, I could use this tool in order to have more flexibility to create things on the fly. And I just used it throughout the years. And then when I got to a position where I was looking at developing a course for my website business, all the people who were in the program with me were asking, you know, for tips on using Canva and they kind of, you've got to listen to what people are asking for. They weren't asking for my website course. They were asking for training in Canva. So I, pivoted very quickly once it was really clear that that was where the need was see the gap and fill it and that was 2019 and it's been uh, pretty much my focus since then I actually just announced uh, so this is Wednesday I announced on Monday that I am officially retiring my website business after 22 years oh and I'll be a hundred percent hundred percent all in on Canva Wow. Well, first of all, congratulations. That is very exciting and a big, a big move for your business, I am sure. But it obviously seems like that is, that is the right move for you. Yeah. It feels good. You know, when you've made the right decision, if you feel like not, not even a, it's not a weight off my shoulders, but there's just a, a sense of, um, peace, I guess is the best way yeah. to describe it. I, I just, I know in my gut, this is the right decision and it feels like the right time. So I'm excited. Well, and I loved what you said about really focusing on what people were asking you for, because I think that is something that we as entrepreneurs sometimes struggle with, right? Like we have this big vision and then people start asking us for something that we know how to do, but isn't necessarily what was at the forefront of our minds to begin with. And, and And it always turns out to be like, okay, this is the path for me because this is what people are asking for. Yeah. And being willing to pull your ego out of it and not take it personally if they don't want what you think they need. (laughs) Yeah. There's, and I've gone down that path. I have, I started actually creating courses in 2014, dabbling in it. 
And I've created a lot of courses that I think people would have benefited from greatly, but they did not want. And you just kind of have to suck it up a little bit and then start taking the time to actually ask the questions and not just ask what they're interested in, but actually look at what they're investing money in, because it's very easy for people to say they would be very interested in buying your course. And when the time comes, they don't put the money down. So there are ways that you can obviously, obviously validate that to improve the chances. I have taken the, to the last, the last round of um, this new course. It's not a new course anymore, but when it was new, I did a founding launch of it and people had to prepay for their spot. And if I didn't sell a certain minimum number of spots, I was not going to create it this time. I love that. Yeah. I think that validation is so important, but you, you're right. You have to be willing to slow down and really listen to what they're asking for. And if they don't want what you got, you probably have something else that they want. Yeah. Oh gosh. I love that. That's amazing. Well, fantastic. And so tell us a little bit about what you like the journey you had to become a certified Canva expert and what all that means, just so that we have a little bit of background on your expertise, because I feel like we have a lot of service providers that listen to this podcast that would really love to be in the graphic design space, but maybe aren't quite at the level of, you know, total Photoshop, Adobe suite and Canva is a fantastic alternative that has obviously, as you have said, since 2014 has developed just, you know, like a rocket ship in the graphic design world. So, and it is interesting because I actually was doing a presentation yesterday for a virtual assistant community. And the woman who runs that was saying that hands down uh, Canva expertise is the number one thing that their clients are looking for. That's what they want their wow. their assistants to be able to help them with. So whether you are looking to do, you know, be a graphic designer or an assistant of some form, it is a platform that is highly sought after. And it's one that you can, you know, you really can master. I, I find Adobe totally overwhelming myself. It's why I never really learned it. But <laughs> Canva, while it does have, is a very robust platform. I feel like once you kind of, start tackling that learning curve, it does feel more manageable. Um, now, as far as the the certified part, Canva doesn't actually have a certification. So that is something I would love to see at some point. I would love to see it in the same sort of vein as Microsoft and Adobe, where you can take a certification to demonstrate a certain level of competence and ability using the program. So what they have right now though, instead is their uh, Canva, verif- Canva verified experts. It's not an, a program that you can apply for. We were also, there's 26 of us right now. So there was initially when they launched it earlier this year, there were 25 of us and they just added a lovely 26th expert from Tokyo, but we were selected by Canva's community managers. And it's based on the education that we do, the training that we do, the content that we are putting out. We're, a lot of us are very different in what we specialize in or the mediums that we use. Several are you know, YouTubers who have tremendous followings. Uh, some of us train actually in person or more one-on-one. And some like myself are really focused on business owners, primarily through courses and some one-on-one services. So it's a variety, but we all have in common 
this kind of breadth and depth of knowledge which is demonstrated by this consistent content that we've been putting out. So I'm really honored to be one of the ones that they chose. Absolutely. I'm under no illusions that it will stay at 26 of us, <laughs> but I am <laughs> delighted to be in the first, the first cohort as it were. Well, that's amazing. And it obviously speaks to your expertise and the high level quality content that you are putting out there in regards to Canva. So we have an expert on our hands for sure. <laughs> Okay, well, let me ask you a few questions about Canva. So, um, you know, this is a marketing podcast. We talk a lot about um, marketing from a perspective of a solo entrepreneur or maybe an entrepreneur with a small team. Mm -hmm. And Canva is obviously a huge component of that because that is kind of the, the center point of any type of content that you're creating. You're going to have to have graphics that go along with it. Um, so can you talk to us a little bit about the actual graphic creation process? Like a lot of us have kind of self-taught and mm -hmm. maybe if you have some tips on how to make it look more like a professional graphic designer had their hands on it versus that DIY feeling that some of us sometimes get as solo entrepreneurs. Yep. And really one of the best ways to start is to start with something that a professional had their hands on. And that's what templates are, uh, you know, template, these templates that you'll find in Canva's template library, some of them are done internally at Canva, but Canva also has their creators program, which is essentially fantastic, talented professional designers who are creating templates and submitting them for approval. And if they're approved by Canva, they're added into the template library for Canva's subscribers to take advantage of. And the great thing about these templates is that they have been designed to take into consideration, you know, these fundamental design principles that somebody who's not created design materials in the past might not be thinking of. So hierarchy, white space, um, you know, prioritization of information and just balance and spacing and all these kinds of things that could make a big difference between two designs. If you've ever looked at two designs and one just feels polished and the other, it's the same information, but it just doesn't feel polished. It's sometimes hard to put your finger on what the differences are, but all these little design principles are the things that are, are working, you know, not behind the scenes, but are all coming together in how the information has been presented to make it feel really professional. So if you start with a template that contains all the components that you need, and then you customize it using the Canva brand kit. So you need to set up your Canva brand kit so that you can then customize this template to look uniquely yours. And I do tend to recommend that if you are starting with a template, dig down a little bit in the search results when you're in the template library. If you're going with the very first top listing, there's probably a lot of people who are using that as well. So if you don't want yeah. to be using templates that are quickly identifiable as being a Canva template, you're going to have to dig a little bit more or consider there's lots of these third-party template memberships and template shops that you can get something that has the specific designs that you need. And then you just need to customize them with your brand kit to make it, make them your own. And that way you're at least going to ensure that as long as you don't start fussing around too much with the components that are in it, because they've been designed in a certain way, um, chances are you're going to end up with something that does look polished and professional, but also uniquely yours. Yeah, that's so true. I, 
I have a knack for investing in templates because I love graphic design, but I have no idea what I'm doing. So things like white space and hierarchy that you just mentioned, Mm -hmm. I have no idea, but I do know what I like when I see it. And so I think that is a good point about, you know, investing in something that a graphic designer has their hands on first, because it is going to take your graphics, your content, and just your overall online presence to a different level. And then another option is always, if you do want to ensure that something has been created specifically for you, there's a lot of great Canva designers out there who will do a custom set of templates for you so that you just have to do the content production part of it. You don't have to actually figure out how to do the customization. So there's a lot of levels. It's not just do it completely yourself or hire a professional designer to create everything for you. There's, there are these gradual levels that can meet you where you're at, you're at based, not just on your, you know, your budget and your capability, but also your interest level. Some people love spending time doing this. It may not be the best use of their time. They may have other things they should be doing, but some people love it. And other people would much rather just throw money at the problem and have somebody else create it for them. So these are all things you, everybody has to answer for themselves, but there's a lot of different ways that you can approach it. Absolutely. I love that. So, you know, that kind of leads me to a question about investing in a graphic designer. Um, You know, again, Canva is such a great platform, but a lot of us are going to get to a point to where we will have to spend some money and some time figuring out what we want our branding to look like, whether that's for our website or social media um, or any other, you know, online platform. Do you have any tips where, you know, a service provider or a solo entrepreneur is going to feel like, okay, now is the time for me to invest in a graphic designer? And I think it's a really important point to make that this does, Canva does not replace a talented graphic designer. I think there's a real need. And I know that sometimes I think graphic designers maybe have resistance against Canva. And I remember one telling me that she saw it as competition. And it's not because the folks who are using Canva are typically either not in a position to hire a graphic designer yet, or they already have and they have pulled the beautiful visual brand kit that that designer has created and they've pulled it into Canva so that they can create the kinds of content they need on the fly that quite realistically a typical solopreneur is not going to be able to hire a graphic designer on call for. So, you know, I think investing in having a brand designer work with you to create a great logo and a great color palette and a font hierarchy and the supplementary you know, visual assets like your textures and your patterns and your icons and all these things that come together to create your visual brand. There's a lot of value in working with somebody who that's what they specialize in because they're not just choosing pretty colors and fonts. They are, you know, they're really taking a look at your brand personality and your ideal client uh, audience and all these things that inform what that visual branding looks like. That is a real skill set to be able to do that. I spent a lot of time working with a marketing consultant and then a, a graphic designer to pull something together. And I, it was worth the time and it was worth the money because it has carried me through a lot of years and given me the components that I need to be able to create, to have the flexibility now to create the graphics that I need on the fly. 
So they're going to be, you know, it's not a replacement for, I think it's a real compliment to, um, but there are also going to be a lot of solopreneurs who are early in their business and they're not at that position yet. So I think that at least having this platform to create your content is, it's not going to hold you back. I don't want to see anybody being in a position where if they don't have a logo, that's holding them back from getting started with their business. You can you can tackle that process a little bit later in the game once you feel financially comfortable doing it. And you're right, they they likely will get to a point and you'll know when it's time that you need something that looks a little more polished because at the end of the day, it's still gonna be garbage in, garbage out. If you are not starting with a, a solid brand kit, your images are not going to look really uniquely yours. They're going to feel more cookie cutter. But I don't think there's any shame in taking some time to you know, figure out what's going to work for you. And then eventually when you're comfortable to go ahead and, and invest in having that graphic designer provide you with some of the important brand pieces. Yeah. I think that's such a, a great point about you going to go through an evolution inside your business, right? You're not going to stay. If you're a beginner, you know, you can start with a Canva free version. You can start with a Canva free templates and then as time goes on, as your branding evolves, you can invest where you feel it's it's necessary. And I know we talked about this before we, we started the podcast, but knowing when to invest in the Canva Pro, because it's not a yeah. huge investment, nope, not but it gives you a huge leg up when it comes to your graphic design. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about like, when to switch to Canva Pro and like, what are some amazing features in there? Even if somebody's not quite ready to totally invest inside of a um, container with a graphic designer. So I do think that if you are using Canva for your business, you're going to need to upgrade to Pro sooner than later. And that's because the brand kit, which we just talked a bit about and the importance of it, that is only available to you if you're on the Pro plan. So I think, you know, if you're completely new to Canva and you're just figuring your way around it, you can do a lot of that just on the free plan. Absolutely. Uh, but the reality is if you want to be able to create content that is as polished and professional looking as possible, you're going to need access to that brand kit. It really is a must have in my opinion. And then there's also things on the, the pro plan that are just going to be you know, they're going to enable you to be a lot more efficient with your time. So things like the resize features. So if you want to repurpose one design into something with different dimensions, you can really easily use the resize feature as opposed to having to create a new design and copy and paste the components over. So, you know, it, it, it comes down to sometimes how much is your time worth? <laughs> so especially yeah. since Canva Pro is not particularly expensive, if you're, and our time is, we tend to devalue our time, but if you can save an hour or two a month, then that more than pays for the cost of a pro plan. So I, I think it's, it is probably one of the only uh, subscriptions in my business. That I really would have a very, well, given that I teach Canva, being on Canva pro is kind of a requirement, <laughs> but that aside, even before that happened, it's, it is an absolute no brainer. It would be really hard for me to not operate, to operate my business without that. So um, yeah, I, I think there are some key features that make it, you know, there's the other bells and whistles and as well, things like you get access to more, uh, you know, images and icons and illustrations and videos and all these things in their stock libraries, but you also 
we'll get things like the background remover and various little tools like that. But fundamentally, that brand kit, you're not going to be able to create the content you want without it. I think I use my brand kit in the background remover every single time I log into Canva. So that right there is worth it for me. Like I, what is, it's like $12 right now at the time of this recording. Like it is not a massive expense, but I do think it really elevates your ability to work inside Canva. And so I love that. So let me ask you this. This is one thing that I struggle with inside Canva, as do I'm sure a lot of people. And I know Canva has come out with some features recently that really help tackle this. Organizing inside Canva, it is a hot mess in mine. So do you have any tips or tricks that could help us kind of keep that streamlined feeling going of, you know, saving a couple hours here and there. If we invest in the pro, we're going to save some time, you know, really creating a great graphic. But what about the organization? Because sometimes it just feels like a ton of sticky notes inside of this yeah. platform. And you can't see me right now, but as soon as, this, as you said, organization, my face just lit up in a huge smile. <laughs> it is my favorite <laughs> thing to talk about. You, you, you may have recalled, I said, one of the early businesses I had was as a professional organizer. So, um, and I- So actually, Canva tests your limits, I'm sure it did. <laughs> I actually, I mean, what I specialized in as well was filing cabinets. It's I ended up doing that specifically focusing on paper organization and filing cabinet organization, but that's kind of what I became known for as an office manager and administrator as well. Every office I went into, you better believe their filing system looked a hell of a lot better by the time I left that, that office. <laughs> um, so it's basically just taking those skills and then translating it into a, a specific digital environment. But you're right. It, it's, while you can create great looking content, if you are spending a lot of time searching and scrolling and trying to find designs, you're going to spend a lot more time in Canva than you should be. It's a fun place to be, but you have other things that you need to be doing in your business. And you don't want to be spending, you know, 15 minutes looking for that specific presentation that you know you created three months ago and you don't want to have to recreate just because you didn't name it properly or create a sort of effective filing yeah. system. So Canva does have custom folders and a more recent update is that they went from only having two folders on the free plan to extending unlimited folders to all plans, free and paid. So that's great. That is, it, it makes, it's one less reason for me to be able to say you must upgrade to Pro, but it is great that they have extended that functionality to everybody because organization is so important to being more efficient when you're working inside of Canva. And you can create as many folders as you need. You can create a subfolder structure. Um, they've updated it now. It used to be only five levels deep, but you can nest 10 levels deep now. And they've also increased for pro subscribers, they've increased the number of items that you can have in a single folder from 200 up to a thousand. So you can really create your, your own digital Canva filing system so that the next time you are looking for something, you kind of have an instinct on where it would live. And I highly encourage not just doing this with your designs, but also doing it with your images. You should not be leaving all of your photos inside of the uploads folder. You should be creating a photo filing system as well, broken down by whatever category system 
is intuitive for you. And I think this is kind of where it's hard for people to get started is to figure out what that structure looks like, but everybody's going to have their own way of how they search for information. And it's just a matter of saying, you know what, if, if, uh, if you know that you are looking for, oh, let's say a presentation that you gave to um, a specific organization. Now, let me step back. Let's say that you have a whole lot of clients. You've got 10 clients and you know that you created a particular Facebook image for client number four. Rather than scrolling through your home screen looking for that design, if you knew that you had a folder called clients and inside that folder you had a another folder called client number four, obviously actually using their name, and then inside of that folder there was another one called social media, you know where to drill down to find it. And there's no question of what did I name it? How can I search for that? And you're not spending a lot of time scrolling. So creating that system is just going to make it so much more efficient, but it's also going to make it more enjoyable because it's not a huge source of stress. So what you're telling me is I have no more excuses for my no excuses. <laughs> I think that's so good because especially as, if you're a service provider, like if you do done for you work, it is a jumbled mess sometimes between yeah. clients and your own business and templates. And then, you know, a lot of times when you purchase templates and maybe this is something you could speak to as well, you know, when you purchase templates or you have stock photos, like there's specific terms and conditions on those. And so you really need to, as an entrepreneur, um, and I'm talking to myself here as much as everybody else, you really need to make sure that you have it organized so that you know what you can and can't use for your own business versus your client's business or both businesses. Um, you know, that's something that I'm always cognizant of if I'm purchasing templates or working inside of a, of a client's, you know, Canva yeah. is how can I use this without getting in trouble? Yeah, absolutely. And paying attention to the licensing terms is always something I would recommend, even if it says that it's for free use, go read the details, make sure that you're yes. doing this properly. But you know, you could break down, uh, you could create a folder called photos. And then within that, maybe there's a folder for each of the stock photo websites that you've or purchased or licensed images from. And then, you know, within each of those folders, maybe you have a design that is just a summary of what the specific usage terms were for that. So it, you always have it at hand if you need to refer to it and you're not having to chase that information down. So you can break it down in that way. And if somebody's not using stock sites, then maybe you break it down by client or by um, subject matter or color or client. You know, there's, it, it's, you're going to have your own way to break it down that makes intuitive sense to you. And then if you find that that system's not working for you, change it. You know, don't, don't feel forced to use an organizational system that isn't working for you. You can refine it. The key thing is to make sure you have a home for everything and then stick to using a system once you have something that's working for you. Yeah, I think that is that's such good advice because you can always rearrange and figure out what works best, but it is so, especially if you're getting started, like just start 
by organizing it to begin with <laughs> instead of doing you know what i'm going to have to do which is three years in and now i need to go back in and i have three years worth of templates and photos and all sorts of you know different different workbooks and whatnot so it's well, a it's really elevated um since even i started using it yeah yeah, absolutely. And sometimes the first step simply is it's not even about creating an organizational system. It's about going through in the same way you would if you were organizing a filing cabinet, you're going to pull everything out and you're going to have to go through and figure out, okay, what am I actually going to need to keep here? What do I need to archive for reference? And what do I just need to get rid of? Because I don't need it anymore. It's just taking up space. Um, so I mean, true. obviously in a digital environment, space is a different concept. You, you have a lot more storage space but it's also taking up mental bandwidth and it's making it harder for you to find the things that you actually want in there if they are cluttered by all this garbage that you don't need so just step number one is just go through and do a purge do a clean out it it can be incredibly cathartic to to get rid of stuff <laughs> it's also a nice little walk down memory lane sometimes because you'll see things you hadn't seen in a long time and you know, sometimes for nostalgia purposes, you may even want to keep some of them in an archive folder just for future reference. I'm, I'm not here to say, you know, get rid of everything you don't need. If there's sentimental attachment to things, if there is something you think you might actually want to pull content from in the future, archive it, you know, hang on to it, but get it out of your main filing system so it's not making it more difficult for you to find the things that you actually need in order to do business now. That's so true because I have, I have found a lot of times if I'm going back through and like just cleaning up, I have found content that is still really relevant and still um, something that I want to share. And I just repurpose it, right? I just update my branding um, from when I first created it, but it is still there and it is still really useful. And so I, I love that because just going through it either just to be like, oh my gosh, look how far I've come or to be like, hey, this is still really good content and I should repurpose this. Both are wins. And sometimes some of it's just good for a laugh. <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh, I yes. Wish, <laughs> I wish actually, because some of the content I had created was so long ago um, that, you know, it was in an, an original format that got outdated and I, I did a big purge many many years ago but it would be very interesting to see some of those early images I do have some screenshots still of some of the early stuff I made and one part <laughs> of me wants to cringe but because I'm committing all the mistakes that I try to teach people not to do now but um, it, it's really interesting to look at just to show how far you can come once you stick with something I love it. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I feel like we've covered so much about Canva. Tell the listeners, how can they really connect further with you? And then what do you do as far as, I know you do a lot of teaching and coursework on Canva itself. If someone really wants to dive into learning about Canva, either for themselves or as um, a service that they could provide for their clients, where do you come into play there? And, and how can you help them further their skills? Sure. Um, so as far as where to connect with me, I think the best place where I normally recommend people go is just howtousecanva.com. That's going to forward you to our Facebook community. Um, as of this recording, I think there's a little over 7,700 of us in there now. So it's a 
pretty large community oh, which yeah. I'm delighted about yeah uh, so that's a good place to go and kind of get tips and ask questions and see what other people are doing um and then as far as how I can help I kind of like to make offers that meet people where they're at so if you are just wanting to get a crash course on how to use it for the first time I got a mini course for that if you do want to get organized there's a mini course just walking you through a specific framework to organize your account so there's little offerings like that. If you need something a little more soup to nuts and you want a little more support through the process, I do a six-week program twice a year, and that's called the Canva Recipe. And then I have also started um, offering one-on-one -on -one services, so yeah, kind of 60 or 90-minute sessions, or I do a couple of VIP days a month. I don't like to do a lot of those. Um, so, you know, if you are looking to beef up your own skills to support your clients, it's kind of a matter of where are you at in that process? Do you, are you starting from scratch or are you early in the process and you just kind of need to get some of the foundational things, uh, basics covered, then, you know, a, a course might be good for you. If you are needing something a little more extensive, there's other offers there for you as well. Oh, that's amazing. I love it. So we can send our listeners to how to use canva.com. That'll direct you guys to Brenda's Facebook group where you can connect with her. And then I'm, I'm guessing you're on Instagram and all that good stuff as all well. Places. <laughs> all the places. Be, I may not be sticking with them as consistently <laughs> as I would like, but Instagram's there. YouTube is there. Um, I am not on TikTok, maybe someday, but it's going to be kicking and screaming. So. I'm not either. I can't, I can't add something else right now. Oh, I so. know how good it would be for me as well, but I just, I just, something about reels and TikTok. I'm just, oh, it's not it's my a thing. Lot. It's a lot. I'm one person. So. We totally understand that on this podcast. Most of us are solo entrepreneurs and small teams. And you know what? You can only be so many places. And if you're going to be somewhere, make it strong. Go make where it you potent. Like it. <laughs> yes, exactly. I love That's it. Facebook I love it. groups for me. So. so, well, we will connect with you over there and we'll put all of your links inside the show notes. Um, but I really appreciate you being on today. This was so helpful from a service provider, a done for you standpoint, because this is something that we use on a daily basis, but just may not be something that is entirely in our wheelhouse all the time. So this is fantastic information. So I can't thank you enough for being here. Oh, it's been my pleasure. And I mean, ultimately at the end of the day, if I can teach something that will help somebody claw back some more time so that they can go do th the things that they actually love to do, then job well done. Yes. Well, nobody can complain about getting some more time back in their day. Right. So I love it. That's right. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you again, Brenda. And we will chat with you all next time here on the Soulful Marketing Mama podcast. Hey, real quick before you go, if you love to this podcast and want to just totally make my day, would you do me a huge favor and leave me a review? It helps other entrepreneurs dig into all the juicy topics we're covering here over on the Soulful Marketing Mama podcast. Oh, and if you share a screenshot of what episode you're listening to, be sure to tag me so I can share the love back. If you want to keep the momentum going, come introduce yourself and your business inside our free Facebook group, Marketing and Content for Solopreneurs at neonsoulmarketing.com community. 
Okay, friends, we'll chat next time here on the Soulful Marketing Mama podcast.